There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, if you alive. Hello and welcome to the Power Chord Hour podcast, episode 9. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you this week. Thank you so much for checking it out. And last week, I told you while it was a solo episode that I would have a guest for you this week. And I am coming through with that. Tonight's guest, or uh, I guess whenever you're listening to this, uh, Joe Normal of the rock band Joe Normal and the Any Towners. Going to be talking to him tonight. And uh, just a really good rock and roll band, you know. I mean, we we play things from different genres on here, you know, a lot of a lot of punk and alternative. But uh, tonight, kind of talking to someone who's more ingrained in the rock and roll scene, which I mean, I absolutely, I mean, rock is such a general term to begin with. But you know, someone someone who identifies is just you know an American rock and roll band, and you know, kind of kind of underappreciated. We talk about it a little bit in this uh, episode, but. You know, we're not seeing the singer-songwriters that once existed, like The Replacements, my all-time favorite band, The Replacements. I mean, that's a good one of that. You have Paul Westerberg, who's just this amazing singer-songwriter who, you know, knew that you just needed a few chords and just amazing lyrics, you know, something relatable to make a good song. And, I mean, obviously, The Replacements as a whole were also an amazing, amazing band. But, you know, just a great rock band like that. And you're not seeing them come out like that anymore. So, you know, Joe Normal and the Any Towners is definitely a breath of fresh air in that sense, you know, with rock and roll. Um, a band who, you know, you'll you'll hear you'll hear things in it where you go, oh, yeah, you know, like they remind me of this band or this band, you know, like, like the Replacements is a good example. You know, I mean, definitely some Replacements influenced rock and roll. And it's something that, you know, we're not hearing enough of now. So, you know, I'm more than happy to uh, play and expose anyone I can who's, you know, still putting out some genuine music like that. So it was a total uh, blast to talk to Joe Normal. Whether you know his music, whether you don't, you're going to learn about it tonight and obviously um, play you some songs. I don't know why I keep playing saying tonight either, because to be completely honest, while I'm recording this, this is more like an evening. I ought to be saying evening right now. But uh, besides the point, I'm really excited for you to hear it. Very excited to have him on. And we are going to have another guest for you next week. Not going to say anything yet. I'll just tease that. Because obviously we still have tonight to go through. But uh, very excited to talk to Joe Normal and let you hear all about it. And uh, like I said, just want to thank everyone for checking us out. And uh, you can always stay connected with the show. We're online at PowerCord Hour everywhere that you can find us. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. I'm trying to think. I believe I believe I hit them all right there. But uh, all of those are at Power Chord Hour. Go give us a follow if you will. Would love the support. And uh, I always love talking to people. Hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. Let, you, let me know what you think of the podcast, about some of the topics we talk about, all of that. A uh, little shout out to Brandon Weaver who hit me up last week. And I was just kind of talking about, you know, we, we talked all about record labels last week and was talking, uh, he, you know, he was telling me how, uh, you know, at one time he categorized all his CDs by labels, you know, do, and drive through records being one of the uh, biggest ones, which I just thought was so rad to hear because that stuff you hear it when I interview people like you could hear it when I talk to uh, Joe Rio. You know, a quick, our last our last guest was Joe. We got another Joe tonight, so uh, I, I was making sure that I didn't ac- just accidentally say Joe Normal. But uh, when we talked to Joe Rio of Hidden in Plain View, you know, I mean, I was I was talking a lot about 
drive through records and how special you know they they were and everything and and it doesn't matter whether I'm talking to someone who was on drive through records or just someone who is into them as well. I love hearing about, you know, people who are also into it in that way because not everyone, you know, you forget that sometimes. Like, I, I know me personally. Like, I mean, I, I love music, obviously. I do a radio show and a podcast about the damn thing. You know, obviously, I enjoy music. You know, you can probably tell. But you forget sometimes that not everyone is so ingrained like that. And there's a lot of people who, and I, I really, we did talk about it last week too, kind of like that, like with labels, how, you know, people who maybe listen to, say, Top 40 Radio, I'm generalizing here, but there are a lot of people who just kind of listen to whatever the radio plays and that's about it. You know, they don't really, they may go pick up an album from a from an artist that they like, you know, maybe, maybe there's a lot of hits on the radio from a certain band, so they'll go like buy that album or something. But they're not someone who like follows a band. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like if you're not on the radio, you don't exist, which is sad. There's a lot of people like that, you know, which hurts a lot of artists careers where, you know, they may not be on the radio anymore. You know, you used to hear them all the time. Maybe they're not on the radio anymore. But that doesn't mean that they're broken up. They're just not being played on there anymore. And, you know, that 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 definitely screws with bands. But there's a lot of people who are like that. So, you know, just what I'm getting at is, you know, it's very cool to hear from people like Brandon Weaver who uh, hit me up and, and, you know, are into the music as much as I am. So you kind of know, you know, you're not the only one who gets that stoked. You know, someone else does, you know, shit like that, like, you know, categorize, you know, their their music by labels and stuff. Like, I love that stuff. I love hearing things like that. So, you know, hit me up, talk about music, any of that, powercordhour at gmail.com. And uh, I also have some pins and a couple T-shirts left. So if you want some free radio swag, also hit me up there and uh, I'll send you that stuff for free. So we're going to get into it right now. going to play you the interview, then play you some Joe Normal tunes. And uh, so right now here it is my interview with Joe Normal from Joe Normal and the Any Towners right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast. Right now on the Power Chord Hour, we're talking to Joe Normal, frontman of the rock band Joe Normal and the Any Towners. And the band has been at it now for a few years, bringing their replacements in Springsteen-influenced rock and roll to any lucky crowd who's been able to see them play. And we're going to talk any town and a whole lot more with Joe Normal. So, Joe, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How's everybody out there? We're doing good out here. And, you know, kind of kind of getting uh, started. You know, you guys have been at it now for a few years, I know. But, uh, you know, for people who are new to the band, how did the band get started? Uh, you know, we're all friends from kind of like the late 80s, early 90s Sunset Strip scene. So like we kind of have a history and a friendship that goes back that far. But the band is only about four years old. Um, uh, I was ready to quit the music business and I was really disillusioned with everything. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I can't have this. I got to do this because I love music. And I decided to put a new band together and uh, just do it because we love to do it. But also just to kind of like... Uh, you know, if we got something to say, you know, we say it. I'm not afraid to speak out about shit. And then I'm not, I don't know if I could say that on the air. Oh, you're fine. Go, go uh, ahead, man. But uh, the idea of performing live in a venue and kind of bonding with an audience to kind of uplift them and take them out of their miserable lives <laughs> for an hour and to send them off on their way to be inspired. I mean, because uh, four years ago, I went to see Springsteen and that's what he did for me. And I'm kind of carrying the same torch with our band now i like that i mean that, that that seems that's a that's a good place to come from i feel like and so it, it sounds like then before this you said you just i you were kind of like at the end of your rope with music then so like this this band has kind of like rejuvenated you musically would you say then oh yes definitely uh you know when i say like kind of at the end of the rope musically 
uh, it's more from like the business angle of things. You know, it's just I didn't like the music I was hearing on the radio. I don't like the the artists that they're selling. All the great artists are kind of moving on. They're they're dying. All the great performers, uh, you know, they're, they're they're it's diminishing, and somebody's got to fill that gap. And I don't like what they're filling it with. I, and I, I got really disillusioned by that. And that's kind of like. I hit like a really low, I was getting depressed and I was like, somehow I got kind of a second win and I'm, you know, off and running again. So I like that. And, you know, kind of, kind of going back further for you when you started music, you know, going back um, to the beginning, like who were your original influences? You know, who originally made you want to write songs, play guitar? Who was that for you? Uh, it was uh, the who, the Beatles, the clash, uh, Joe Jackson, you know, I, I'm kind of like a product of that, you know, uh, late 70s, early 80s thing. But I had older sisters who introduced me to artists like Elton John, uh, T-Rex, David Bowie, the Beatles. Um, so those were like the early influences. And, you know, I grew up near WKNJ Radio, which was a college station uh, near my town, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, and they would play all the cool new wave stuff that was coming out. You know, the, the, you'd hear the punk rock songs and like that was all new and it was really underground. And, you know, for a kid who was 13 and 14 years old, I, I mean, that was like an awesome thing to discover, you know. You know, something something that's interesting, you know, like you just said, you're originally from New Jersey. There's something about that state musically where I think there's there's almost a New Jersey sound, you know, that, that I think you can kind of attach to the state that I don't feel like every area in the country has per se. I don't, I don't think it has everywhere has that same magical kind of thing. Like, would you agree with that? Like, do you feel like New Jersey kind of has, there's just something about it where there's something special about that. Like when you're from, uh, you know, yeah, I would go, I would go even further and being from New Jersey, there's a Northern and a Southern Jersey sound too. You know, if if you think about it, Northern Jersey is more of the British rock influence thing, you know, uh, Dramarama, the Smithereens, you know, the bands that I was in, the Double O Zeros uh, and the Zeros later, which was more of a glam pop rock kind of thing. But uh, Southern Jersey, they're more of that Americana kind of thing where you get like the Springsteen and and, you know, like even Bon Jovi kind of leaned more into that a little bit. You know, that was kind of the metal thing. I wasn't into that. I was into the the northern sound, which was more of the working class, the blue collar, the hardcore. When you go south Jersey, you get more into that that shore sound, you know, that the the beach and and that kind of thing. So I, that's what I say. This is kind of a duality to the Jersey sound. That's interesting. I mean, because you, you know, I as, as an outsider, yeah, I've never really thought about that. How it's kind of split in half like that so i mean you would you give credit then to new jersey for kind of shaping some of that songwriting i mean it seems like some of your influences definitely in joe normal uh, and the any towners like including in you know your newest stuff definitely sounds like it's new jersey influenced you know by like a lot of the bands and whatnot from being you know, uh, from i think it's area. you know what anthony i would say it's more the environment you know jersey like where i grew up was a freaking factory town blue collar refineries it's a port city elizabeth you go look it up on the map it's the liverpool of america you know it was a place that growing up in the 70s was tough man it was like you know a lot of racial violence crime you know everybody's scamming you and it was a place that you wanted to get out of you know what i mean and so you, like i think that's the influence it gives you that edge like you know 
the, I think the bands that come from there, they, they, they're better musicians, you know what I mean? Because it, it's like uh, you're, you're trying harder, you know? Um, it's, it's not about glamour. It's not, it's not about that. It's like working hard to be the best you can at what you do. And I think that kind of ethic is sort of what fueled us, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's more about the environment than it was about the bands that were local or anything. I like that, actually. I mean, it does. It kind of what I get from it is there's a hunger there that you may not have everywhere else. You know, yeah, that's like, yeah, that that I I like that. I mean, just like, you know, like I said, I mean, as an outsider, I feel like you can hear that. But I I feel like that does something in the music. You can you know, you can tell where it comes from. You can tell bands and influences from there. And that's interesting because, I mean, that would make sense that the environment has to do with that as well. You know, I mean, that makes that makes total sense where, uh, you know, that would kind of play into your music. So, I mean, like, like what would be, what would be like one of the major differences then this would be, you know, you've kind of been in two big musical hubs. I mean, you know, we're talking New Jersey and then, I mean, like now Los Angeles and California and whatnot, you know, that's a huge, obviously the biggest musical hub in the country. What, what are like the differences would you say versus, you know, playing music and being in a band in New Jersey versus doing it in California? Uh, a lot more outdoor concerts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Which is, it's all changing right now. So <laughs> it's, everything's changing right now. <laughs> but I think the, the difference uh, would be California is more industry minded in the sense where everybody's trying to like follow what's happening. You know what I mean? And, you know, get their foot in the door and, you know, ride the wave, you know? And I mean, California is big for surfing. I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know? But uh, that's the California thing. California are more conscious of how you look and your package and how you present yourself and image and all that this is the land of tv and film and you know everybody's a freaking actor here you know (laughs) and in new jersey it's like i was saying it's like you're more concerned about getting the best you can be at what you do as opposed to trying to like you know be seen so like with the any towners we got the best of both worlds we understand being a great musician first and a great songwriter and and performer and then you add on top of that you know how you look how you present yourself how you you know like kiss you know they kiss understood that this the stage show you know uh you know so we make like if you put kiss and the beatles together you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) but uh yeah i think that's the difference I, I like that, but I, I like where you're coming from, too, because, yeah, I think there's – and Kiss is a good example of that, where I, I think you have to first – you know, you have to have a good product. Like, you're, you know, like the music has to be good first, and that's much more important than, the you know, the visual side. The visual side's important, too, to a, you know, to a certain degree, but if the product itself isn't good, you know, then, then you just kind of have crap that looks nice, basically. So I like yeah. that you're kind of coming from it, yeah, you know, from the other way of product first – and then we worry about an image. And I kind of wanted to get into, you know, kind of some of the different influences, you know, from Joe Normal and the Anytowners. What I like about it is I feel like, it, you know, you have, you definitely have different influences, but I feel like you also wear them on your sleeve and you can hear them. And uh, I mean, I, I know I just mentioned it to you, uh, you know, when I first listened that I definitely hear some replacements influence in there and definitely like Paul Westerberg's songwriting. I mean, I feel like all that seems like an influence for you. I mean, do you like, do you remember the first time you heard the replacements? They're my favorite band. So I love talking to, uh, you know, anyone into them. I love talking to other musicians about them. Yeah. I, I love the replacements. Um, 
Paul Westerberg, he's, you know, American songwriter with an electric guitar. I think, um, you know, there was something I was going to say about that was like, you say like, you know, where your influence is on a sleeve or whatever. I mean, I'm a songwriter who plays an electric guitar. I mean, you know, I grew up on probably some of the same music that Westerberg did. So you're going to hear those influences coming through in a, in a similar way. But what I would say is, you know, with the guitar, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's just an electric guitar, you know, band, drums, bass, singer, drum, you know, a couple guitars or whatever. It's going to sound a certain way unless you're trying to be innovators with the sound and you get like a Van Halen or a Tom Morello or something where you know it's them when you hear it. I mean, that's not kind of the direction I went in. It was a point where I decided years ago, I'm either going to try to be the best guitar player there is or focus on trying to be the best songwriter. And I chose the songwriter path. So I kind of like stopped at a certain point with developing the guitar wizardry. I mean, I can kick ass. I mean, we play as a trio and, uh, you know, I, I definitely can burn the room up with the, you know, electric guitar. But for me, it's more about delivering a song and, a, and carrying that over to the, the people and, you know, um, you know, just focusing on that. Earlier, earlier, you did mention that, like, you know, you weren't you kind of aren't into a lot of the stuff that's kind of being pumped out right now in music and whatnot and how there's not a lot of like kind of great new people coming out and replacing the old ones. Like, you know, kind of speaking of the singer songwriter with a guitar, you know, the Paul Westerbergs and whatnot, like, do you feel like that's one of those ones? Or, I mean, I guess no pun intended, but aren't being replaced. Like we're not really getting, you know, new, new like singer songwriters and kind of come out and like you were talking about, understand the importance of, Hey, I only need three chords. What's more important is I need to write, you know, can I write a good song? Can I write something relatable? You know, it's not so much about the technical side. You know, do you feel like we've lost a lot of those singer songwriters? Yeah, I would say, you know, they're dying off. You know, there's there's probably a bunch of them that are out there, you know, that are undiscovered yet. You know, the type of singer songwriters you hear now are that sort of like acoustic guitar kind of droney sort of, you know, whiny, sleepy shit. <laughs> and nobody's like stirring it up, you know what I mean? And everybody's all content with, you know, chill and all that. And I'm not content with that, man. You know, it's like this world is a mess and somebody's got to step up and stir it up, man. You know, and it's like, you know, you could do that better with a band than you can, you know, as, as a songwriter than you can with an acoustic guitar. But I write on an acoustic guitar, so I'm bringing that quality to the music. It's It's a song first and then it's a band sound second and i think westerberg understood that tom petty understood that pete townsend understood that you know these are these are the greats you know prince understood that and um you know that that's those are my heroes those are the people that i'm kind of walking the same path as good good influences i mean those are definitely uh some good ones to have there and, you know, talking kind of about the live show, it seems like that's a pretty important part of the band. I mean, is that something that you guys, like, really work on a lot with it? You know, like, making sure you have a really tight live band together? Uh, you know what it is? It's our history. You know, three guys who have known each other for a long time. We get in the room. We step on a stage together. And it's just chemistry. It's not like we don't work on it. I mean, we just go up there. Maybe, you know... Uh, on one show, somebody will do something kind of funny or something cool, and we'll do it again the next time because it worked, you know. But like we don't sit there and like mastermind anything. But uh, I, I think like when you see 
uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even sure who the great bands are anymore, you know, because it used to be you had three guys like the police or four guys in a band or five like Oasis or whatever, where there was a chemistry and that that was the magic, you know. But now you, you get like one artist at the front of the stage and a bunch of faceless musicians behind them supporting them. And I don't know, like we we're like a table, you know, you need the three or the four legs to hold it up. And that's sort of how I see our approach. And, uh, you know, I think the audience sees the the band on the stage interacting with each other and laughing and and whatever it is that we do. I don't even know. I'm just I'm just up there rocking out. You know? But uh, it, it translates, you know, it seems genuine, I guess, because it is. And as far as live shows, you know, kind of like in the L.A. area, I like. Is it is it easier to find gigs around there, or is it are the, is it, there just so many bands that it's more difficult to kind of find live shows? Like I've always wondered that with an area like that, just when you have so many bands in one, you know, basically hub. Uh, I think what I see is kind of boiling down to this: we're a rock and roll band. We're not a heavy metal band. We're not like a punk band. We're not like an acoustic, you know, snoozer fest. We're a rock and roll band those types of venues are hard to find to play now we play in the pubs because pub you know people who go to pubs they're beer drinkers or rock and roll kind of people Th- those are the places that we play so you know i could just walk into the local bar and play with my band and that's our crowd you know just kind of blue collar people but like if you want to get into the bigger venues so hard to get to get into um there's still the pay to play thing happening in LA and there's only a few places left to play. Sunset Strip died years ago. You got the Whiskey A Go Go, which is kind of like a, a landmark that stays alive because it is a landmark. Um, but they cater more to the hard rock kind of thing. So it's hard for us to get in there. Uh, you know, so we're pub rock, I guess is what you call this. Pub rock. And I'm proud of it, man. My grandfather was a bartender. I grew up in that environment. It's it's beer, piss and spit, and rock and roll, man. <laughs> That's all you Still, need, though. <laughs> and bricks, you know, and, and brick bricks. walls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. Those are the best kinds of shows, honestly. I mean, I, I, I would much rather go see a show in a pub or a dive bar, you know, somewhere like that than, you know, yeah. kind of a, a, I don't know, a stuffy, you know, theater or, you know, even bigger, like arenas and stuff. Like, a lot of times those aren't even yeah. fun. I rather... I rather the yeah. energy of a small place like that. So well, it's it's, it's kind of you know we're in an uncertain time right now because they just closed all the bars. You know, like I had five gigs booked, they all got canceled. We were doing a, a huge festival, uh, a, a benefit show for it's called Rock Against MS, and it was at the Palace Theater downtown. It was going to be uh, Drama Rama, Steve Stevens, um, Orianti. Uh, they, they had a whole bunch of you know people coming down to support and do this big concert and that got canceled and uh, you know I, I don't know what's going to happen next but I know uh, I saw smithereens were still going out and they were like you know screw the virus we're going out we're playing and I, <laughs> really? I support that that's my attitude too but we'll see what happens I mean that was two days ago before we got the the message about the closing the pubs and the bars. Yeah, that'll make it. That'll definitely make it uh, difficult. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, even for obviously so many bands right now, for you know, great reason, are canceling things. But it's like 
once, even though you may say, oh, well, we're going to go play, you may not have a place to go play pretty soon, you know, with all these closings. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. going to be interesting to kind of see how that pans out. You know, I mean, hopefully for musicians' sakes and, you know, every everyone else as well, you know, hopefully all that gets kind of resolved and figured out pretty fast. Um, yeah. You know, kind of, I w- I've been looking, and I mean, you know, the, the Any Towners, all of you have, you know, quite a great musical background. You've all been doing it for a while, like you said. And, I mean, I, I was going down a list of some of the people you guys have worked with, drama, you know, different people from the band work with, like, Drama Rama, Stiv Baders of the Dead Boys, Sylvan Sylvan of the New York Dolls, tons more. Is there anyone that you've worked with in music or that you've played with throughout your career, like, that you're most proud of, that you were like, oh, like, that's kind of a milestone for me? You know, I've, I've only been in a few, like, bands, and they tend to be kind of long-term, you know. I'll give you a couple names of people. You know, the first thing was the Zeros, the purple-haired Zeros. They were originally called the Double O Zeros in New Jersey. We wrote a song that Howard Stern started using as his theme song, and he used it for years. This is going back to, like, 1983. This is crazy. Oh, this nice. But uh, then, uh, you know, I did a band. My brother was the drummer in that band. We did the Hutchinsons after that as a power trio. Uh, a couple other things, uh, Cold Blue Rebels, uh, I'm still in touch. Danny from the Zeros, our bass player. Uh, we started a thing that was a rockabilly, psychabilly thing. I was really into rock and roll, uh, rockabilly music from the 50s. Uh, and that was about 10 years ago or so that we started that. And um, then just now with this, the Any Towners is, uh, I think, the thing that's most closest to my heart because it's sort of my voice, my songs out front. And... Uh, you know, just putting my own work into the world now, but I'm really grateful to have a band that understands that vision and supports it. You know, Tony Babylon, my bass player, Tony Snow, my drummer, are awesome. I mean, uh, they've played with Sylvain Sylvain from New York Dolls. Uh, Tony Snow is with Drama Rama. Uh, my bass player, Tony uh, Babylon, I got two Tonys, the Any Tonys. I was, <laughs> the I Any around. Tonys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Babylon uh, plays with Izzy Stradlin, you know, they record together, Um, you know, so like everybody's out there doing stuff, kind of making an impact and, you know, to have those guys who have such credibility come and be a part of this is really meaningful to me, you know, it says that this, you know, has a a worth and value outside of my own freaking head, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so. not, not a bad, not a bad uh, backing, or you know, not even not a bad band to have. You know, I mean, it seems like you have <laughs> yeah. some really good musicians, you know, that you're playing with, and it seems, I mean, you know, like we we're just talking about it as of right now. You know, obviously venues kind of shutting down for the moment. I'm sure some of this is a little uncertain, but uh, as of right now, you know, what are Joe Normal and the Any Towners plans for 2020? Uh, we've got a few songs that are uh, in need of like mixing. And uh, I definitely want to uh, get out there and get the music out fast. I've got a lot of things that are very poignant right now that need to be said and heard. I want to get those out like in the next 30 days if possible. Uh, I was working on some solo stuff as well at the same time. I have a, a record that I want to make that is about, it's kind of an autobiographical and geographical record that kind of talks about where I come from. Uh, as a uh, as, you know any town you know that's the idea the concept of the any town thing is just you know I'm just a regular Joe from a town in America and but I've seen a lot of shit you know I had uh, 
you know, family members that were murdered and things. And I got a lot of stuff to say. And I think there's other people out there that had hardships growing up that may kind of, uh, you know, relate or identify with some of the things uh, that I want to put on this record. And it's very musical. It's kind of melodic. It's mostly piano driven because piano was my first instrument. I played piano for a couple of years before I picked up a guitar. And uh, so it'll be a little bit different. Um, and uh, so those are like the two projects coming this year. Definitely going to get that stuff out. Nice, nice. I mean, and yeah, that's you might as well. I mean, you know, with the with the uncertainty of like playing shows and stuff, it'll be nice to be, you know, like you said, you want to get some music out here. Sound like very soon, like within a month or so. So, yeah, yeah. good good time to hunker you know, down and do that. Pe- people are living in a state of panic and fear and uncertainty right now, and more than anything, they need a sense of hope. You know what I mean? And I think that's a big part of, you know, where I'm coming from is that uplift. You know, there's not a lot of uplift from the artists that are out there in the world. You know, everybody's talking about we're doomed or woe is me and I'm a depressed whatever. But people need somebody who can kind of cheerlead them on to get through the next 24 hours. And, and that's where I think I come in with my music. A song, Any Town that we have you know wherever you're from we're all working together to make it through this you're not alone you know what i mean and it's like that's sort of where i'm coming from with the new music and everything that's coming out i like that and you know kind of kind of closing up here for people who want to check out joe normal and the any towners where can people find you guys online uh you can find everything you know spotify Here's the thing I got to say about Spotify. You know, it's like <laughs> there's all these platforms that keep popping up. It used to be iTunes. Hey, I'm, and then I'm on Rhapsody and I'm on Spotify. And it's like every time an independent band like mine has to start promoting themselves on a new platform, the numbers look shitty because it takes time for people to start finding you on those places, you know. But like we've been working hard putting our music out there and you can find it on Spotify. Um you can find it on uh you can go to youtube there's a, a youtube channel there's a lot of like you know uh i'm gonna call them demo videos there's unreleased songs on there there's just stuff of me doing covers or whatever but the main places i would say would be like spotify napster which used to be rhapsody it's all on itunes you can go to cd baby you can you know download from there too um but it's there's uh two things you're going to find you're going to find joe normal as a solo artist because I've been putting music out for a number of years uh, before I had the Any Towners, and then you're going to find the stuff that I do with the Any Towners, Joe Normal and the Any Towners, which is spelled Any Town apostrophe R S. Nice. So yeah. So anyone who's checking this out want to go uh, find their music, and you definitely should. Great band. We're going to play some stuff here in a second. But uh, yeah, go find them. They're all over online. And uh, before we play some music, anything you want to add, Joe, as we close this out? Uh, I just want to say hello to everybody up there in Jamestown, Great Lakes States. Thinking about you up there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Well, thank you very much. And now we're going to play some uh, Joe Normal and the Any Towners. And we're going to open it up right now with Any Town right here on the Power Chord Hour. USA 
To any town in the good old UK From any town on the Barbary Coast To any town in Los Estados Unidos From any town under the Maple Leaf To any town along the Great Barrier Reef In any town lying under the sun To any town across all Indian nations
Stephen Bradley, and you're listening to the Power Chord Hour. Even now, I know that things will get better. I know that soon everything will all work out. Now I know that it won't take forever Someday soon I'll be free from all this pain and doubt Even now I can look ahead and say The future's looking better every day The future's looking better every day Even now, I can look ahead and say 
Court Hour podcast. That was Joe Normal and the Any Towners with Even Now. Before that was Joe Normal and the Any Towners with Take Me With You. And opening up that block of music right here on the Power Court Hour podcast was once again Joe Normal and the Any Towners with Any Town. And I want to thank Joe Normal once again for calling in and doing that interview. It was very fun to have him on this week as a guest right here on the Power Court Hour podcast. As well as a radio show, we'll be playing this um, Friday night on the radio show. So, uh, you know, I, I guess I was going to say go check it out, but I mean, you could still check it out. I'm going to play, uh, we'll have more, we'll have some extra time. So I'll play some different music and I'll be talking about different stuff. But you will have heard this interview, but you can hear it a second time and then hear me, you know, play music and stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but go check that out. That is on the radio show this uh, Friday night. Joe Normal once again with us. And like I mentioned, next week we're going to have another one. I'm not saying who it is. I've probably said it on here before. But uh, I, I, for a long time, would like on the radio show before I did the podcast, would like announce guests early on, like because a lot of times you'll hit someone up to be a guest, and it's very easy to get a yes. But a yes is very different from it actually happening. So a lot of times I'll get someone and I'll be like, oh man, like we're having this person on, and then it never happens. So, so what I like to say instead is we're gonna have a guest next week. I'm not gonna say who it is because then if it doesn't happen yet or it takes a little longer, gets rescheduled, then uh, then you know I don't I don't look crazy for saying or look like a liar when uh, when in fact next week they're not on. But we should have a guest for you next week, and I'm very stoked about it. I'm gonna say this much: if you enjoyed our Hidden in Plain View episode, which is our uh, you know Joe Rio of Hidden in Plain View, when we had him on a few episodes back now, um, that is that is easily already our most downloaded podcast, our most popular episode for sure. And uh, honestly, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done, uh, one of my favorite guests I've ever had on the show. Uh, Got to have him on again with Hidden in Plain View, release some new music. But, uh, you know, that that is one of our most popular ones. But what I was saying is, if you are a fan of that episode, I think you're going to like this guest I have for uh, next week. It's basically, 
it, including if you like that format, because it's another guest. It's another guest who had a landmark album come out 15 years ago, and uh, another band who kind of does things on and off. They're about to get together for a, a reunion tour, which I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to talk about. I mean, now with this whole coronavirus thing. Which I mean, I, I thought the whole thing was just fucking like nothing forever. I I'm like I okay like whatever. I don't I don't really think this is real. But then, then I don't know. Like a few days before uh, the recording of this podcast, and then I started realizing like okay, some of this stuff is getting serious now. And then, including with all the shows getting canceled and postponed, so it's like you know next week. I mean. We'll be talking about things, but I guess we, I don't, I don't know. I guess it'll depend if the tour's still going on or not, if we'll be talking about the uh, reunion tour that they're going to be doing, which has been selling really well and selling a lot of, selling out a lot of venues. So, uh, kind of sucks if it gets canceled, but, you know, also understandable. You know, you, you don't want to keep spreading this thing. But, uh, yeah. So hopefully cool, cool, another cool guest next week. But either way, I'll be back with another episode for you. And thanks for checking out this one. Give us a follow online at Power Chord Hour on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify. And, uh, you know, also hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. Talk music, talk anything. Just, you know, I, I like to hear from people. You know, let me know if you're listening to the podcast. I love to hear from people. And the radio show as well. I always say this, but... Um, you know, if you listen to the radio show Friday nights at 10 Eastern on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York, um, which you can listen to from anywhere, WRFALP.com. You go there, you can stream the website or not stream the website. You can stream the radio station on the website from anywhere in the world, from any town in the world. And uh, you can also go check out the WRFA mobile app for the iPhone. Go download that and you can stream the station on there. So you can listen to us from anywhere. But what I was saying is, if you listen to the radio show, you know, hit me up at that email. If you want to send in song requests, you know, like if, you, if you're listening to the radio show, hit me up. Be like, hey, I want to hear this band, you know, and I will uh, I'll try to get those played more than likely will. And uh, I, I have some very good we have we have our listener, Grace, who uh, our, our, our faithful listener, probably been listening to the show or at least writing in. I don't probably one of the longest listeners, but the first person to really support the show. She's awesome. She, she's made our power cord hour shirts. I always say you can hit me up to get one. But uh, I mean, she's been for years now sending me in really rad song requests, and she'll try she'll try to stump me too. She likes to play stump the DJ, and will uh, give me obscure like punk bands from the '80s, like punk and hardcore bands, and I love it because I end up discovering all this music I'd never heard of. Like she sent something not too long ago, and it was like a British punk band from like '77, and then I go down this rabbit hole of like all these other bands where it's like, oh yeah, like you forget like some of these eras, like. I mean, I love that era, but it's like, you know, you think of like the Sex Pistols and the Damned and like, you know, you have like a handful of like UK bands from like that 77 era. But all of a sudden she's throwing me ones where I'm like, I don't even know who the hell this band was. You know, they haven't existed in 40 years, but here I am now discovering this like really cool seven inch they put out, you know, 40 something years ago. So I always love to hear that. I always love talking music. Uh, getting song requests, all that, powercordhour at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this week. Check it out next week or check me out on the radio later on this week. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. So for the Power Chord Hour, I'm Anthony Merchant, and thank you very much for listening.